Good morning. Still one minute in the morning, so good morning. Or good noon, whichever you want. Uh, good afternoon now. Well, let's see if we remember. The Lord is risen. Ah, come on. You can do better. The Lord is risen. Yeah, amen. Third time. The Lord is risen. Amen. He is no more to die. And let me refresh your memory before we go this morning. Two verses that were read to us this morning by Dean in Revelation chapter 1. Verses 17 and 18. And John is writing. And when I saw him, when he saw Jesus, I fell at his feet as a dead man. And he laid his right hand upon me. Oh, what a blessed hand. Saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. And the living one, our Lord, and the living one, and I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. May God bless his word. Today is Easter day. And we are thankful that we have, again, a living Savior. Job of all said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, lives. I told you this story before that I read and affected me a lot. And in one of the villages of northern India, a missionary was preaching, and as he closed, a Muslim gentleman came up and said to him, you must admit we have one thing you have not, and it is better than anything you have. The missionary smiled and said, I should be pleased to hear what it is. The Muslim man said, you know, when we go to Mecca, we at least find a coffin. But when you Christians go to Jerusalem, which is your Mecca, you find nothing but an empty grave. But the missionary just smiled and said, that is just the difference. Muhammad is dead. Muhammad is in the coffin. And false system of religions and philosophy are in their coffins. But Jesus Christ, whose kingdom is to include all nations and kindreds and tribes, is not here. He is risen. And all power in heaven and on earth is given to him. That's the difference. If this is not enough for you, it's been enough for me for 60 years. I know that my Redeemer lives. 
Hallelujah. What a great God we have. Well, a couple of points I want to bring to you. Because he rose victorious. He is a conqueror. Because he conquered, we too are conquerors. Take that. We too are conquerors. The chief priests and the Pharisees were determined that Jesus was going to stay in his grave. They used every resource and power available to see to that. But in spite, in spite of all their human efforts, the Jewish leaders were unable to prevent Jesus from accomplishing what he has already been determined and what he has promised. After, he said, after three days, after three days, I will rise again. I challenge history, historians, those who lived and died, those who are coming, to find one who can say, after three days, I will rise again. None whatsoever. No prophet whatsoever. Only the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his name. These carnal-minded religious leaders did not know that nothing in the world has the ability to hinder the divine will of God from accomplishing its purpose. And we can say with the hymn writer, up from the grave he arose. Up he arose. What a savior. How does this phenomenal truth affect us? How? The great truth is not only that we are to live newly after our departure, but I mean after we die and go, which is wonderful, but that we are to be new here and now by the power of resurrection. What I mean by this, the moment we accepted the living Christ in our hearts, the moment we took him as our own savior from sin, we started living. And before that, I have bad news for those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. The risen Christ. Before that, it is not life. You know, I started living when I took the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. The risen Savior gave me strength and life. Now and life forevermore. Many unbelievers today do not celebrate Easter. Do you know that? This is the cornerstone of Christianity. 
And they are going around against it and say, we don't believe in it. They think if they deny the miracle of resurrection, it will fade away and be forgotten. How mistaken they are. The risen Christ is present in every place and in every believer's heart in this whole universe. Just look at the millions he resurrected from their sins and sent those witnesses to his redeeming love. Are you one of those forgiven? Are you one of those who were cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ? We heard what the choir have sang this morning. He died and rose again just to free us from sin and to give us the life that we are enjoying now and life eternal, a bonus. It's a win-win situation. We started living here. We started tasting life after Jesus Christ touched our hearts and changed our lives. You started living. You Christians who have experienced the salvation of Christ, I tell you one thing, I look at you today, you have a smile on your face. You're enjoying what I'm saying. Why? Because you started living the moment Jesus touched your life and changed it. And that's why he came. That's why he died. That's why he rose victorious to live forevermore. Our Lord conquered death and conquered the grave. And so did we. And so did we. The Eastern message tells us that our enemies, sin, the curse, and death are beaten. They are beaten. Ultimately, they can no longer start mischief and bother us. We know that, and we are sure that if it is written, because it is written for man to die once, and afterwards, the judgment. It is written that every, every created being has to die. That's God's order for humanity. We're all going to die at a certain time. But there is, there is one thing that will give you a smile and put a smile on your face. That is the assurance of Jesus' salvation that if you die, you are going to be one day being raised to be with Christ forever and ever. That's why he rose victorious from amongst the dead. That is a because this is what the Bible says. For it is appointed for a man to die once. And afterwards, he opens his eyes before the great white throne, the judgment. The believer, he will open his eyes at the hearing of the trumpet that sounds, calling him home to be with Christ forever and ever. Eternal life. That's the difference. 
That's the insurance policy that every Christian has. That he is going to live more than conqueror. Death is beaten when Jesus rose that morning from amongst the dead. This is the message. Though sin is around us, the curse is around us, they play games on us sometimes. And they keep telling us, well, the battle is not yet fought. Let me assure you one thing. The battle was fought at the cross of Calvary. When Christ said, it is finished. You're done, Satan. You're done, death. And I shall rise on the third day, victorious, and live forevermore. And let me assure you, Christians, this morning, we certainly know how to deal with those who sometimes bother us. We know how to deal with death. It is not the way the unbelievers die. The death of a Christian is only a bridge to reach his eternal Savior. That's only a moment. And he'll open your eyes. And you are in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. There, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. It is written, Paul went and visited paradise. He was there. And this is why he could say, he could say easily, for me to die is gain. I know where I'm going. And let me ask you a question. Do you know where you're going if death strikes today? Do you know where you're going? The Christian can say, I know where I'm going. I'm going to be in the bosom, bosom of Abraham. I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where it is written in the Bible. He says, I can't tell you what I saw. So this is say, if I die, it is gain for me. I will gain heaven. I lose nothing here. We buy insurances to cover the house, to cover the car, to cover our lives. And guess what? This insurance that we buy will not cover the next life. The only insurance that covers the next life is the risen Christ to be your Savior. He's asking you today, on this Easter day, on this Easter day, Come, and I will give you the rest you're looking for. Come, lay your burdens at my feet, and I will give you the life. And you will conquer death and hell, and you will live forevermore.
Lewis Mertens once wrote this, Sing my heart, for he is risen. Christ is risen, Christ is risen. Let the mountains shout for gladness. Let the hills break forth and sing. Let the seas make known his message. Let the stars tell out the story. Let the world proclaim his glory. What? He is Lord and he is king. And that's why he rose to be a king. And guess what? This king will be coming soon to take you and me to be with him. And the Cathars wrote, when he won that battle, it is finished, right? It is finished, the battle is over. It is finished, there be no more war. It is finished, the end of the conflict. It is finished, and Jesus is Lord. He is risen. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Conquerors over hell, over death, over life's problems, over anything. This will have to come to an end. And this has been completely conquered when Jesus Christ that morning rose from amongst the dead to live forevermore. Christian, rejoice. And if you are not sure about What's going to happen to you if the Lord calls you today? As the people say, if your number comes up today, are you ready to face eternity? And people say, they think that when I die, it's over. You know what? We are going all to live eternally, some in heaven with the Lord. And some, I'm very sad to say it, some will have to live in hell forevermore. If you want to call this death, well, I don't think so. You won't be able to die. And Christians, we can look forward to a life filled with joy, to a life in his presence forever and ever. Because... He lives. We shall live also, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 and 22. But now Christ, it says the Bible, has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall be made alive. Forever you are going to live. Death, the song says, could not keep his prey. Jesus, our Savior, he tores the bar away. Jesus, our Lord. Someone said, listen to this, the heavy, ponderous stone that sealed Jesus in the confines of the rock-walled tomb was only a pebble compared to the rock of ages inside. 
A daddy asks his three-year-old daughter, do you know what Easter means, honey? She replied, yes. Well, what does Easter mean? In her own sweet three-year-old way, with arms raised, a smile on her face, and the top of her voice, she said, surprise! You get it? What better word to sum up the meaning of Easter? Surprise. Who was surprised? Death. Surprise death. Surprise sin. Surprise agony. Surprise sad and mourning disciples. Surprise modern man. Surprise old world. He is alive. The trembling followers were standing helpless before their hopeless estate. They're looking at the tomb and they had no explanation. Perplexed. They were, when the tomb was empty, when they saw it, they were charged. With assurance, they became irresistible. Their spirits were renewed. The resurrection gave them a new power. They were charged with an attitude that lighted their life and their spirit and a new life in their souls. They went around preaching Jesus, the Savior, is alive forevermore. Jesus conquering death and rising from the dead on the third day confirms that he had a, pur a purpose in dying. He had a purpose. Let me clear this for you. First, because he loves you so much, he had to sacrifice himself to save you from sin. He didn't want you and me to go to the cross. He didn't. We couldn't. I mean, who wants to be crucified? He said, I will die for them. This is the first purpose. He died for you and me. That's the first. The second purpose for going to the cross, to forgive you and give you, give you a healthy, a healthy relationship with him. A vibrant life, a dynamic living, a peace that the Bible says passes all understanding. This is why he went to the cross. This is why he had to die. That's the purpose, to give you this life and life forevermore. And thirdly, to give you the power to live victorious, a victorious life as he lives. And he said, because I live, you shall, come on, live also. You shall live also. It was by the power of the risen Christ that the early Christians went forth to change the face of the world. Only because their fresh and vital experience of a resurrected Christ, they were able 
to work miracles in his name. And what did the Bible say? They turned the world upside down. We can do that. We can do that. And a new era has begun. A fresh new life has invaded the universe. They went all around and they went one for Jesus Christ. And he started living in many souls. What happened? Because Jesus rose victorious from the dead. That's the cornerstone of Christianity. Because, if you want to call it, because of Easter. Because he lives. A story is said about a little girl. This is when um, Dwight Eisenhower was president of the United States. Because this is what it says. And the teacher came into the class and said, class, I want to ask you, what are the three greatest living people today at that time for us? The little girl wrote her paper and turned it over, and she, put on, she puts on it General MacArthur, those, those of you who remember him, President Eisenhower, and Jesus Christ. Her teacher corrected her, saying, the first two are fine. You're correct on the first two. But I asked you to list living people. <laughs> living people. The little girls replied, oh, yes. Oh, yes, ma'am. I understand. But Jesus Christ is living. He's alive. He rose from the dead. Do you know that, teacher? That's Easter. That's why we celebrate it. That's why we worship Jesus Christ. That's why we adore him, because he saved us from sin and gave us eternal life. And today, on Easter day, he can save you from your sins. If you're still perplexed, if you're still looking for a solution to your life, I tell you, you're not going to find it in this life. You will find it in the person of the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will give you rest. He'll give you a life. He'll give you happiness. He'll give you joys. Take him with you today and celebrate Easter. May this fact grips our hearts, not on Easter day, but every day of our lives, with a sure hope that, that, he will come again to take us to be with him. Are you looking forward, Christians? You celebrate today his, you know what he said? He said in uh, John 14, John, Gospel of John, chapter 4. We spoke about that last week. Chapter 14, verse 3. Do you know what he, what he told the disciples there? These words, and I want to leave them with you. He said, when I go, I prepare a place for you. And here's for us, for each and every one. I will come again. Who said that? Jesus. 
Who said that? Let me hear it. Who said that? Is he coming again? I will come again. More than that, he says, to receive you to myself. You know, when you go somewhere, when you go to visit a king, the king sends his emissary to welcome you. But in, for, for our Lord, he said, I am coming personally to welcome you to my abode, paradise forever, because I am alive and you are going to be with me alive forevermore. Rejoice in that and have a happy Easter. And if you have any questions, if there are any questions, if you tell me, Adol, you, it seems you are joy, joyful, you are dynamic, I tell you why. Because I have Jesus in my heart. You want to have that? Stay and talk to me afterwards and say, yes, I want this life. I want forgiveness of sin. I want to enjoy my life. I want to be assured that I have eternal life. Well, the answer is in the Bible. And I can help you or any of our elders and the sisters, if you like to talk to them, will help you out to take Jesus as your Savior and make it a happy Easter for you. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we are thankful that we serve a living Savior. We rejoice in his salvation. We rejoice in the forgiveness of sins. We are happy to be children of God. We are more than honored to be today in his presence. So we pray that you touch the hearts that are still searching and bless the hearts that have been walking with you and expecting your coming again. We pray, Lord, that you give each and every family a wonderful Easter. And as they go each to his own, as they celebrate today, may we never forget that you might come while celebrating and you might come to welcome us to be with you forever and ever. Until then, keep us safe. Keep us close to you. Keep us serving you. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen. Amen.